This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. So I uh, like this headline. Botched eyebrow job leads to wild nail salon brawl. I think we should do a full hour on that. Interview the participants. Take a look at the eyebrow. There's video. I'm going home for the day there's, to watch there's it. There's video. That's All right. It's right. so great. Right. Live from Studio C. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today on a Monday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't you know want newsy even, or not newsy? Is it even worth coming up with a general manager anymore? I think it's Donald Trump Jr. I think that's your general manager. Uh, well, let's have a meeting with him and discuss the position. <laughs> I have a nice uh, lady friend who'd like to come along. Name of, what's her name? The Russian gal. I can never remember. He could actually be in trouble, Don I always Jr. think of Slutskaya because that's my favorite <laughs> Russian name. It's a good one. It is. <laughs> DJT could actually be in uh, trouble. In trouble? For what? Being awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Guilty of being too awesome. <laughs> um, so uh, we'll talk about that later. Hey, we will. We'll talk about lots of things later. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad to get the show started. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. I got in the car this morning, and I just looked around in my car, and I said, you know, I've let this thing go. I mean, the trunk's a mess. There, there's, I spilled something the other day. There's garbage in there. It's just... I'm just ashamed. I drove to work ashamed of my car. <laughs> How much do you think you can tell about a person by looking inside their car? A lot or a little? What your car looks like reveals your personality. Stay tuned. We'll have that next. Yeah. Little? Nothing? You think it means anything? I'm noodling it through. My car's generally pretty clean. My wife's car is generally not. Wow. Are, are we making a point here? I'll just no, be I'm, quiet I'm just, and let you uh, make your point. No, I'm just so. wondering if it, if it means anything. Sure. It's got to mean something. I just don't know what. I'd have to contemplate it for a while. For like for me, I can't un- I can't even imagine why you wouldn't if you've got an empty coffee cup or a water bottle wherever you just stopped, mm. throw it in the trash can. There are trash cans everywhere. I can't yes. imagine it. I yeah, well, yeah. Or you could have 50 of them. Mm. This could well be uh, in the uh, riding in the car of let it go. <laughs> <laughs> this guilty. is the new Chevrolet. Let it go. No, it doesn't buy. You know, other people can do whatever they want with their car. I just wonder uh, if it means anything. Uh, it's got to. Of course. Mm. Sure. I think everything we do d- 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 relates somehow to who we are. You think so? How we see the- everything. Sure. Mm. Uh, see, I see. My, my wife can do that. The thing that makes her a psychopath is she puts milk in the bowl before she puts the cereal in. And what? I just think that's crazy. What? That is crazy. There is a positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? My head hurts from hearing that. I, I know. Don't, I don't know what to do. I know. Every time I every time I see her do it, it's like, ah. Now I've been uh, <laughs> I've been at my current uh residence in uh one bedroom in trendy downtown uh big city USA for about four years or so. And uh one of the big reasons, uh probably the biggest variable why I chose the one I did was because it had a parking spot for me so I didn't have to deal with street parking because that can be a nightmare in big cities. So I, uh, during the course of my stay there, it has transferred to a different property management company. And I got a note, uh, late Friday. So I couldn't, you know, uh, contact them because it was, you know, right at closing time about how, oh, by the way, the parking spots out back are now to be first come, first serve. 
et cetera, et cetera. And so now I got to call over there and figure out, hey, so does that mean my rent's getting cheaper or am I, 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 I feel like I'm getting hosed here some way, but I don't know what my, what my next maneuvers or what I'm, if I actually have any leverage here. Your, your next maneuver is you're going to have to look for parking every time you go home. Yeah. I'll probably end up having to move. Like that's organize not, a march. Uh, claim it's fascism. Indeed. You know, I know a lot. Claim it's discrimination. I know a lot of people are used to this lifestyle, but I had uh, had a friend in San Francisco, and then she would she would get off work and come home, and it it might be fifteen minutes of driving around to find a place to park your car. It might be forty five minutes of driving around to find a place to park your car to go into your own place when you get done working. That just seems that's a heck of a lifestyle. But Yikes. you know, it's just it is what it is. What else are you gonna do? Uh, there's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Uh, you learn all the parking tricks. You develop good parking karma. You know how you can kind of play the middle, the edges. I gotcha. You know. Come up with secret spots. Yeah, indeed. Hey, I, I got to tell you guys, I stayed close to home over the weekend. I had a bad case of the thundering rumbles. I probably lost a good hmm. three pounds really? over the, the weekend. Really? thundering I, I, rumbles. I know yeah. where they went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm still a little queasy, feeling a little green around the edges. So, Sorry to hear that. Yeah, so watch out for me. Did you bring anything in for us to catch? I hope not. Oh no, 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 no! It was. I do believe it was something I ate. Okay, it was one of those kind of things. I'm down a pound on my little uh, a couple of days off because uh, traveling with young children oh, will, uh, God, will, yeah. will keep your weight off. Mm. I've found. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong, and he's Joe Getty. On this, it is Monday, August sixth, the year 2018. We're setting you straight in 218. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, then. I guess we'll do a radio show. It'll start precisely according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. He supposedly dictated that this meeting was about Russian adoptions to claiming he didn't know about it, and if he did, nothing happened, and if it wasn't, uh, he didn't know about it. (laughs) But perhaps the most galling lie in there is describing Donald Jr. as a wonderful son. I mean, that is just flagrantly false. He is barely even the most wonderful Donald Trump. That's an unfair thing to say. That's just mean-spirited. That's right. That's not comment. That's not clever. That's just saying, I hate him. Well, I hate you, John Oliver. But I, I hate you. But I think he probably told people that you have to tell the truth to that his dad didn't know about it, and they're going to figure out a way to prove that his dad did know about it, and then he lied to feds, mm. and he'll be in trouble. I think mm. that's going to happen. He's been investigated. He's actually sat down and been grilled by the feds on this question. Yeah. Yeah, he could have an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are their headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, as you've been mentioning, new twists in the presidential tweets rushing in to protect his son. The alt-right and the extreme left mixing it up on West Coast streets over the weekend. And get ready for the long-awaited pot breathalyzer. Stories coming up just huh? from now. Yeah, they've been talking about that ever since uh, the legalization topic yep. came up. How do you figure out if somebody's stoned and how stoned? Yep. And then if we come up with a how stoned you can be when you drive. I suppose we have to figure that out. Yeah, it'll be imperfect, much like the alcohol thing, but yeah. you, you got to do something. Uh, how's the mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. We have some shower thoughts for you to start your week off on a philosophical note. So is Donald Trump Jr., is he the one who just got divorced? Got a yes. bunch of kids and he and his wife split up? Yes, that is Boy, correct. He's been seen with Kimberly Guilfoyle Newsom, as you may recall. Boy, so, uh, yeah. hmm. Man, was, his, his he, life could change drastically from a year ago to the next yeah. year. He long held the number one or number two slots in my ranking the Trumps <laughs> That's right. ratings of uh, the convention era. That's right. Remember, I would I would rank them one through six, <laughs> and Donald Jr. was frequently at the top. <laughs> Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation. Of the nation. 
couple of Trump rallies we uh, we haven't talked about, as he's done several. Did three and five days last week. Said a lot of things, including about the media. Yes, kind of that's a, a that's a, a hot theme right now. Um, uh, the Trump hating crowd and some of the uh, people on the right who are also getting a little uncomfortable with how much uh, vehemence he he points toward the media. Yes, when you have thousands of people screaming at the media and flipping them all off. Um. Something could go bad at some point. People are concerned about huge, angry mobs. Why? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, that and a bunch of other things coming up. Mailbag. Hey, I've decided. Command Decision is the chairman of the Mailbag Committee that will go with Shower Thoughts last. Okay. First this. From Paul. Trump said about America at the recent Ohio rally, quote, this is where the economic action is. I'm inspired to work harder to help make it happen. Want to be great in the new economy? The A&G Show will rise up to supplant Rush Limbaugh, Hannity, Drudge, and Alex Jones and those other pesky YouTubers. The conscience of America will explode as the singular voice, becoming ABC, NBC, and CBS all rolled up into one coherent message. That's a lovely idea, Paul. Lovely idea. Mm. Sounds like a lot of work, though. (laughs) And as always, I remind you, I am a man who craves what? Leisure. Uh, Let's see. I am outraged. You know, guys, it recently occurred to me that I've become very outraged uh, about your lack of concern for being outraged and you speaking out against being outraged. What is wrong with you? You're lazy bastards. Hard to argue with that. I'm not very outraged. I'm telling you. I have outraged fatigue. Moving along. uh, Well, when you're always outraged, you're never outraged at some point. So, yeah, that's a problem. I know. I tell you what. Uh, I mean, how much hair do you have? It's been on fire for two years now. What do you have? Some sort of, you know, asbestos wick situation going? I don't get it. Jacques Joe, this is Fagafy, Texas Marine Kevin checking in. A friend of Armstrong and Getty over 15 years. How about that? Um, oh, I met somebody who's a, a Fagsdo the other day. Friend of Armstrong and Getty since day one. That's a, that, that one's hard to explain. Oh, yeah. Well, they're nice folks. But they, that uh, means you were listening to what was on before us, which was yeah. radically different than what we are. But you stayed with it anyway. He was a friendly old fella. He's a nice guy. Hmm? Not, not probably the greatest entertainer ever, but I don't know. On Thursday's show, Jack mentioned that he is a plurality of Viking, and we know that Joe is in the 99th percentile for having Neanderthal genes. Maybe time to answer the eternal question, plagued mankind for centuries, who would win in a fight, a Viking or a Neanderthal? Now listen, boys, I know you may not want to fight, but science demands an answer. I uh, love the show. Best combo of entertainment and news ever. I think I'd have better access to weapons. I think human beings were further along at that point. Hashtag VVNOPPVIWBT, Viking versus Neanderthal on pay-per-view. I would buy that as a sign-off. <laughs> um, thank you for that, uh, Kevin. Uh, wow, yeah. Um, uh, uh, You make an interesting point. I mean, it, if you were to... Well, I think Kevin's format is they are... Uh, you are stripped to the bare necessities and battle it out. Uh, mono e mono or Viking e uh, Neanderthal. Sean, you watch the uh, the pay per view. You watch the combat sports. W- should we both be able to to access the weapons of choice of our peoples? Now there was a uh, uh, the Spike Television Network did a a big thing on kind of pitting like a, a knight versus samurai who would win sort of thing. Sure, and I those, remember it. In those reenactments, they always had their weapons of the day, and and given such, I think an axe clearly beats a club. But also the 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 Nordic type is a is a towering beast of a man. Yeah, but the Neanderthal we had skulls like two inches thick. 
I mean, you hit us in the head over and over again. We think, why is he wasting his time? And then, boom, kill shot. One, two, three. That, that's who you're picking to win? <laughs> that's I think Neanderthals sounded like. Yeah, we're very high-voiced. A lot of... Uh, One, two, three. Sang a lot of Bee Gees songs back in the day. A lot of One, high two, stuff. three. This is like a phone for babies, Jack. This is adorable. I know. I know. It's funny. Ah! <laughs> that's our battle cry. It's not a good one. I just handed Sean my phone, and he's mocking it, and as did my nieces and my brother. People who carry the big phones look at people with the little phones. Think, wow. How do, you, how do you even, how do you even wow. use this It's like thing? a junior high locker room thing. I, I need to use my pinky to actually, like, <laughs> Were you heading for the, the showers buttons. here and laughing at each other's uh, stuff? It's terrible. Here's a nice note from Tim. This is one of my favorites. Donald J. Trump should immediately express his support for the California straw ban and appoint ICE as the federal agency in charge of enforcing it. Governor Brown's head would explode so fast his late-stage syphilis would never even have a chance to do him in. <laughs> Love the show. That's Tim. That's a beautiful idea. So I saw my brother over the weekend, uh, and uh, he just got back from a six-month uh, deal in the Middle East, like he does a lot in the military. And he, and he said, because he paid no attention to the news while he was over there, um, uh, he said, uh, "What? What's this whole straw thing? When did this happen? How did this?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's every bit as astounding as you think it is. <laughs> Let's see. Moving along very briefly, I'll I'll be Al Nunnamous for this. Uh, y'all may be responding to low on. Um, oh, it's a snarky remark suggestion. Uh, you're responding to low unemployment figures coming out last week. Where the hell were you on Friday? We'll tell you later. Now, when Marshall talks about the low unemployment figure for black Americans, you should say, well, what about when they were slaves? Huh? Huh? That was really full employment. After all, they built the White House, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I will not be making that snarky comment. <laughs> and why don't you go ahead in your private life and make that comment? Good Lord. It's awful. Please do not send us any more. Now, a couple of guest shower thoughts before we get into the uh, shower thoughts compiled by the fabulous uh, Rich in usually Salt Lake City, currently in Yellowstone. The Internet connects people far apart and disconnects people nearby. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. That is so obviously true, but I hadn't heard anybody state it that plainly. It's fantastic. The Internet connects people far apart and disconnects people nearby. Hey, I now am in contact with my uh, old friend from junior high that I hadn't talked to in 40 years. Yeah. I'm texting you this as I sit across the table from my wife at dinner. Right. She stares off into space. Well, no, she's texting her old friend from uh, grade school. I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> but that is so true. Then Ryan says, P.S. went to a 20th anniversary viewing party for the Big Lebowski at Napa Cinemas tonight. Good, that only sounds awesome. Oh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Would that I had been there. Oh, boy. Uh, let's see. Another guest shower thought. This is sent along by GF uh, from Elizabeth Kenny. I don't know her work, but she said this. He who angers you controls you. Mm. Think about that. Mm. My mom used to be big on that. Probably still is. I don't know. Maybe I'll call her and ask her. Uh, the, uh, he made me mad. Or I, uh, no, no, don't, don't give him that power. Don't give You just handed over. You to them. It's amazing. You're how, in charge of your reaction. It's amazing how difficult it is that get is to get that concept to stick with children. Mm-hmm. Sure. Don't be baited is a hard thing to teach. Ignore them. How? You just pay no attention to what they're doing. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, Trust then, me, they'll get tired of it pretty quick. First of all, a Rich, who normally assembles the weekly shower thoughts for us, says, 
Uh, I'm here. They are earlier than normal. I'm going on a hundred and one mile six night backpacking trip with my seventy nine year old father through Yellowstone this awesome. week. Awesome. Yes, humble brag. That's just that's great, Rich. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Um, and then uh, Michael, you got me up over here, and he says, "If you don't hear from me again, it's because the bear spray didn't work." I'm going to pepper spray you in the face. That's what I'm going to do to you. I'd like to play the whole thing. <laughs> the bears go bear. away. All right. <laughs> I went for a hike through the woods. Bear! Yes. My two young sons through the woods, and uh, we'd had a lot of stories the night before about bears and oh, their my. existence around there because there are a lot of bears around there. I've seen a bear around there. Um, uh, so my oldest was carrying a rock, and he said, "If we see a bear, I'm going to hit him on the head with this." And my youngest said, "That's only going to make him matter." Oof. So they had quite the debate over how to handle that. Wow, interesting. Interesting. There's a parallel to some of our political debates, foreign policy, etc. Yeah, actually, that's pretty true. Wow. Sam's a neocon or something. <laughs> or maybe Henry is. I can't. Let me think about this. It's a, it's a brand new metaphor. It needs some work. Okay, so here are your uh, weekly shower thoughts. In one generation, we went from watch your mouth around grandma. She's from a different time to don't mind all the stuff grandma says. She's from a different time. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I like this one. If you're no longer covered by your parents' health insurance, your manufacturer's warranty is over. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Babies literally suck the energy from their moms to become more powerful. Yeah. They're here to replace you. (laughs) That's, That's right. Here's a suggestion. If we ever travel thousands of light years to a planet inhabited by intelligent life, let's just make patterns in their crops and leave. Boy, when you state it like that, yeah, 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 that's what's happening. That's intergalactic TPing. Like they have mastered it so much that they, yeah, we're just pull, pulling prank. Watch, watch how long they talk about the crop circles this time. <laughs> this is great. Uh, let's see. We'll we'll end with this one. Humans studied mathematical patterns for centuries and eventually invented programming languages and scientific technology, only to discover that DNA is a is chemical data that, when executed, creates life. DNA is the program that became aware of itself. Wow. Mmm. Mmm. Steep, man. And then, our computer overlords will enslave us. For a little bit high, I would appreciate that, but how high could I be and still drive? Marshall's going to have that in his news, among other things. That was skillful. <sighs> Much to catch up on after a one day off. Because that's the way the world works now. Uh, Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So we're going to have to get into it at some point. Washington Post, big story over the weekend about how angry Trump is behind the scenes seething in the White House. Now, that is either, uh, and they have a a whole whole bunch of sources close to the president who don't want to go on the record. It's either completely true, it's either completely false, or somewhere in between. Who freaking knows? But um, seething seems like a bad way to be. Can't be good for you. you know? <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> Lifespan wise, and how it's coming out on the uh, on the uh, campaign trail. He's doing all these rallies, and ah. one, one of his targets is the media. And I was thinking maybe we could use this to get into Marshall every single the day. Fake, fake, disgusting news. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Morning after morning, you the president thinks. Marshall. That's what the Liberalism. president thinks. Fake, fake, disgusting news. Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. I don't know how to react to that. 
But let's switch gears and get into something very serious and not fake at all. President Trump declaring California a major disaster because of the raging wildfires. We got 17 of them burning away in the state. The car fires claimed another life. PG&E says one of its crew members got killed yesterday near Redding during repair work in dangerous terrain. We got the Modesto Complex fire continuing to grow. So far, that's burned over 250,000 acres. And the Ferguson fire near Yosemite now at 90,000 acres. Parts of the park still closed. Those two fires you mentioned alone are 340,000 acres. I mean, those are unbelievable numbers. And uh, we'll have to talk about this later because it's just kind of it's kind of interesting about the way the world works. But my my wife over the weekend drove a load of uh, animal supplies to one of the areas where they are needing it because right. when they have these big fires, there's all kinds of everything from they need bunny food from the many many bunnies that were left behind and horses and everything else. But um, just complete. You know, mess of organization, which is nobody's fault. It'd be really difficult to put these things together. But trying to help is not as easy as you would think. And that nobody knows who's in charge. Where do you keep everything? You set up a place and it gets overrun by fire. And well, right. And everybody's volunteering, and it's just it's uh, it's it's tough. It's tough to help, even if you want to. Now, switching gears once again, 13 months ago, you'll recall, President Trump said his son, Donald Jr., met in 2016 at Trump Tower with a Kremlin-connected lawyer to primarily discuss the adoption of Russian children. Well, I have no doubt that that's what it turned into, because that's why they were there, to lobby for the uh, end of the Magnitsky Act. But go on. Now Trump is saying the meeting was to collect information about his political opponent. Trump tweeting on Sunday... Fake news reporting a complete fabrication that I'm concerned about the meeting my wonderful son Donald had in Trump Tower. That was a meeting to get information on an opponent, totally legal, done all the time in politics, and it went nowhere. I did not know about it. A tweet coming amid reports Trump is very concerned his son could face uh, some uh, possible legal trouble over that meeting and what he may or may not have said to Congress. Any dad who wouldn't be concerned that his son was going to get into legal trouble is is an odd dad uh, with with all the tentacles of this thing has. But Trump stating that the meeting was about trying to get dirt on their opponent runs contrary, perhaps, to what Trump Jr. has said Mm -hmm. under oath to investigators. Right. If he said it was only about... You know. Right, and and remember, you can be as as pure as the driven snow, and if you lie to the federal federal investigators, you've committed a serious crime, um, which is kind of a funny thing. You know, an innocent person going to jail because they lied right. about being innocent. But anyway, um, I heard it stated unequivocally. I believe it was in the Washington Post, might have been the New York Times, but they're probably both saying it that it is illegal to ask for or accept to accept. Uh, money or assistance from a foreign person or entity in an election. And I knew about foreign campaign contributions being illegal, but they stated that is just clearly true and that it appears that he did that. And, and, And listen, if that's against the law and he broke the law or they broke the law, well, let them feel the full consequence of the law. That's why we have laws. On the other hand, if that's illegal, but hiring a law firm to hire a spook to go to Russia... And get help from Russians right. isn't illegal? I mean, what the hell? This is why people are cynical. If you're 
not following this closely enough, Joe's referring to something that actually happened. The Clinton campaign right. hired a law firm that hired a guy who went to Russia to dig up dirt on Trump. So how would that not be the same thing? I don't know. We, we need to talk to some lawyer. And th- there was a change over the last 72 hours of people getting away from collusion since everybody now agrees there's no such thing as collusion as right. a crime. It's just a word. It's just a word. Getting into conspiracy, whether or not there was a conspiracy to do something. So if I concede the point and I agreed that Hillary should be arrested too, does that mean we can just go ahead and arrest <laughs> Trump and then just start again? Lock them all Start up. over with a new election. Lock them all up. Without the worst two candidates in political history oh, running against each other. Comment. I'll thank you to stick to your job. Stay in your lane, as they say. That is a, um, uh, a comment backed by all data. Oh. There have never been two more important popular presidential candidates from the major parties, according to all data. Data. Listen to you with your data. That's just a statement of fact. Oh, and now it's oh. fact. <laughs> fact and data. But that would be something. Uh, Mueller comes out and says they both are in jail. Right. Yeah, and America looks around and says, uh, okay. All right, redo. All right and extreme left mix it up on the streets of Berkeley, California, and Portland, Oregon over the weekend. What are you chanting? Who what do, do you, you serve? <laughs> who do you serve? Oh, who do you the coppers? Yeah. Yes. Well, who are they asking? Yes. Their waiter? <laughs> Is this your section? <laughs> so what, what, what happened tea's here? has been empty for like 10 minutes. I don't understand this dust up. What happened? Oh, well, you got, well, go ahead. You got police in Berkeley arresting 20 people on Sunday. No reports of large-scale violence. You had alt-right demonstrators clashing with the counter-protesters in the streets. At one point, smoke grenades, rubber bullets were used on marchers. Police say 21 city cars were vandalized, and they confiscated a number of weapons. We've seen, like, wooden shields. Uh, We've seen metal pipes. We've seen sledgehammers. We've seen uh, metal poles. Boy, if I'm fighting with a sledgehammer, (laughs) if you can dodge my first two swings, I think you're in pretty good shape. You ever used a sledgehammer? I'm going to be way too tired. That that protest coming just a day after another right-wing rally in Portland, Oregon, was challenged by the extreme left group Antifa. There you go. An anti-imperialist. Great. God, I'll inform the emperor. As, as a stroke of brilliance on their part, because it, it seems to work, because people continue to refer to them as anti-fascists, even though they are the definition of fascism. Yeah, there was a big feature ad on NPR about the couple of dust-ups on the West Coast, and they made one absolutely so common, it's a universal, uh, a fallacious argument that I'd like to deal with in a moment or two. But I, I can practically guarantee, and I only follow the stories a little because I was having a great time with the family right. over the weekend, but I guarantee the, the uh, violence was initiated by the left, because it always is. These yahoos show up, and they chant about the, you know Western civilization or whatever, and, and then the Antifa fascists always start busting heads. And now the right-wingers... Uh, come with the poles and their wooden shields. <laughs> wooden shields? Like they're, you know... No, the f- no, the, Red- the yeah. Renaissance Fair is over there. <laughs> like, this is an actual fight. Like they're defending the honor of King John. <laughs> and there's well, sledgehammers and the rest of it. Hey, can I make the same deal yeah. that I did with Trump and Clinton? Can we just... Can we, all these people just go away and stop hijacking the conversation so the adults can try to get to the, the actual root of the problem? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the, this, the, all the joking aside, yeah. there had been too many jokes here. <laughs> wow. The, the who started it thing is going to get us nowhere. Um, meet the press yesterday. Chuck Todd was yep. arguing with some Republican guy over uh, 
Chuck Todd was saying Trump's going to get somebody hurt in the media. The other guy's saying, yeah, but the media makes crap up all the time and says evil things about him and calls him crazy. And so right. who's the, you know, who started it? At some point, just it just keeps getting worse. Same with this, this whole thing. We're going to end with bloodshed, right? I mean, isn't that just clearly the case? Lots of it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, widespread serious injuries and death, yes. Because there's already plenty of blood streaming out of people's heads. The, the I'm doing it because you are so awful mm-hmm. going back and forth and ratcheting up is only going to go one place. Right. I don't know how you ratchet it back down. By winning. Yeah, well, often that's the case. Yeah. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. The media does treat this president more unfairly than any president ever. And... The president treats the media more unfairly than any president's ever treated the media. And it just keeps going back and forth blaming each other. Conflict sells, oh man, and they're all winning. Trump feels like he's winning. Media feels like they're winning. Well, I don't know. Well, this and other stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, man. Just, it's August. So when we first started our talk radio career in a couple of weeks, that will be 20 years ago. Right. Um, Seems like 30. <laughs> Uh, our boss talked about the dog days of August and mm-hmm. how it's, it's really tough to do talk radio in August because the, the news just kind of slows to a crawl and you have to come up with, a, you know, tell us about your first car, you know, that sort of stuff. Well, and he was right for 15 years, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah he was right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's just so not true. Now, we, we took one day off, Friday, mm-hmm. and I feel like I got a week's worth of stuff. Ugh. Yeah, it yeah. just it's just it's just unbelievable. The, the big meeting with all the intelligence agencies and everybody, which happened on Thursday, talking about how how much the Russians are trying to F with our elections right now today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ought to get into that. So. Well, and again, and our society, not just elections. The election thing is critical because if that crumbles, it all crumbles. But uh, just our society in every way. Uh, conflict. You know, I was. Uh, I have so much to say on this topic. I, well, well, and we have hours. Um, uh, little John Stewart was the first person I ever heard pointed out this directly that the, the media's true biases toward conflict, conflict and fear are incredible movers of ratings. If there is a tornado bearing down on your house, you don't turn off the radio and pop in a CD or, or, or go to Spotify or what have you. You stay tuned, and so there is a great incentive to to propagate uh, fear and and emphasize conflict. Uh, having said that, uh, I was listening to the National Public Radio, which for some reason my tax dollars subsidized uh, this morning. And uh, <clears throat> they were doing a feature at this guy who was uh, uh, undercover with white supremacist organizations for a while. And he was talking about the, uh, the rise of the alt-right and that sort of thing. And there were a couple of things that, about the report that really bothered me, and I wish we could just play it for you and pick it apart, but one in particular, they were talking about um, the, the two organizations that sponsored the gathering in Portland over the weekend, uh, Patriot Prayer, which is Joey Gibson's group, and the Proud Boys. 
And and the gal on NPR, which was swings way left, and everybody knows it, and that's fine. You get to the First Amendment is something I cherish. But anyway, why well, my tax dollars are supporting them, I do not know. Anyway, uh, so as you mentioned, anyway, oh, did that come up? Uh, anyway, this what's wrong with these groups? She asked, in essence, and what this dude said over and over again was, well. They've been linked to extremist organizations. There are links to really hardcore white supremacists. They have been linked to blah, blah, blah. And she said, well, what sort of links? And Which is a really good follow-up question. And he said, essentially, well, some people who are associated with these super-right groups will show up to the rallies of these kind of right groups right and they're oh 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 and i thought well wait a minute let me explain it to you like this and and frankly the whole left to right continuum is useful mostly only in political science classes but say you have zero in the middle you're completely politically neutral and then you've got uh, to the right, one, two, and three. One being somewhat conservative, then like then quite right, and then way right. Then on the left, you got one, two, and three. Is it that shocking to you that if I may say two on the conservative uh, continuum, there might be a few people who are threes to show up at my rally? And there will be people who are ones show up at my rally as well. As on the left... Whenever the SEIU, the uh, that the Service Employees International Union, the government employee union, gets together, there are always communists marching with them. Always communists. Have you heard of communism? It led to the deaths of hundreds of millions of people, and will again every single time it's instituted. Hello, Venezuela. Anyway, one Obama. and two, two and zero, oh, or one and two. What is the count? Oh and two. Oh and two. How can I forget? <laughs> One pitch away from a strikeout. So anyway, <laughs> uh, is it is it shocking to you that if I'm a two to the left, some three lefties will show up at my rally? And is that proof that the SEIU is a communist organization? Well, they're a little communist. But no, that's just silly. So anyway, the whole thing is an argument that if a two conservative organization holds a rally, it's okay for the fascists of Antifa to show up and start splitting heads because they've been linked to the threes. And it's just, it's just insidious. You know, as Positive Sean has uh, suggested more than once or twice, it'd, you know, be really kind of useful and helpful and certainly calm me a bit if the outer 10% on each side wasn't controlling the conversation. It's tiresome. Didn't didn't used to, it didn't seem like, and does now. I don't know how you go back. Uh, among stories we're going to be coming up, uh, New York Times has a new columnist, uh, Asian woman. They went back into her Twitter. Somebody did. This is what happens to you now if you get a job. People yes. go back to your Twitter or your Facebook or whatever. Particularly your opponents. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she um, uh, said some pretty rough things about white people. Well, and, uh, once she, or twice or all the time. And she uh, gets to keep her job, and we'll see if we think that squares with the way uh, these things usually go. Uh, have you been to a pheromone party? This is a new thing in the in the dating world, I guess. Pheromone parties. Hmm. I'm a man of science. I'm interested in this. Every party, if it's good enough, turns into a pheromone party. Afghanistan's oh, boy. A, That's grubby. Afghanistan's a hellhole. Of course, uh, you could have you could get me a saying that a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago, or fifteen years ago. Or yeah. 500 years ago, maybe. Um, wow. <laughs> or five years from now. Um, but it's even worse 
it would seem, over the weekend. we got some stories to bring you up to speed on. We're actually doing a long-form podcast with Lara Logan. Finally. Of, uh, 60 Minutes CBS News fame uh, later this morning. And it'll be interesting to talk to her about the latest developments in Afghanistan, which are kind of the same thing that has been happening for a while. The, the list, I'll hit you with this at some point, even though it's depressing. The list of things that... Taliban slash ISIS have blown up in the last couple of weeks is unbelievable. Wow. Well, I'm sure uh, Mr. Obama was very glad that he wasn't the one to quote unquote lose Afghanistan by just prolonging it. Just like Bush, just like all the presidents who presided over the Vietnam mess. And now Trump might be wacky enough to think, I don't care, I'm ending it, but we'll see, it hasn't happened yet. There's a theory by some that you can't be prejudiced against white people, it's impossible. And maybe that's true based on this New York Times story. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.